and welcome back to another episode of the Power Sports Memorabilia Show. I am your host, Matt Powers. Thank you again for joining me. Please visit the website, powersportsmemorabilia.com. Also, give me a follow over there on Instagram, at Powers Autographs. Be sure to check out all those upcoming autograph signs got going on there. Lots of big names. All right, so we're all aware of the, <laughs> the slow turnaround time at PSA for getting cards graded. It seems like 45-day uh, orders are taking well over a year to get back from date from when you, know, you ship it to your submission group to when you actually physically get the cards back. 20 days, about nine months in my experience. Uh, 10 days can be taken about six months. I mean, it's just absolutely insanity. Even though PSA has continued to hire more and more help, they just can't seem to be getting caught up on all the cards that they currently have there. So what happens if PSA never catches up? <laughs> what if they can never hire enough graders to get through the cards that they have or the amount of cards that are being submitted? Uh, you know, would you continue to grade cards if you knew that a 45-day turnaround time would take you two years, what a 20-day turnaround time or 20-day turnaround time would take you 18 months, or a 10-day would take you about a year, right? I mean, I ran a poll on my Instagram account asking people that question, and 84% said no, so they would not continue to grade cards. So given this information about PSA, how does this affect our collecting and investing strategy? That's what today's topic is going to be all about. Again, do your own research on this one. This is just food for thought for you to get you critically thinking about the hobby and maybe some ways that you haven't already been thinking about them. Again, these are just my thoughts here, but let's go ahead and jump on into this list here. Uh, first off, the obvious one is that people are going to be switching from PSA to other grading card companies. You got uh, BGS, uh, SGC. Uh, CGC is another uh, new card grading company. That's the comic book company. They've gotten into the card grading company. And, and yes, naturally, people are going to start using other grading card companies if they can't get stuff back from PSA. But Beckett has slowed down a tremendous amount too. And are the other card grading companies going to hold any value close to what a PSA graded card is? Absolutely not. Okay, we all know that the PSA 10 graded card is the king of the industry. That's what people want. That's what people are searching for on eBay. They're typing in so-and-so, Kobe Bryant, PSA 10. That's what they're looking for. Uh, unless something drastically changes in the hobby, like, like PSA burns down or something like that, that's not going to be changing. Okay, PSA is the king of the industry. So, yes, you can switch over to all those other companies there, but those cards, when you get them back graded, they're not going to near, hold nearly as much value as a PSA slab card. So while that may be a decent strategy in the short term, long term, it probably won't play out as well. Uh, what is this? How is this going to affect the current slab prices of PSA cards that are already been graded? So let's take, for example, uh, you know, the Kobe Bryant 1996 Tops card, number 138, flagship Kobe rookie. Very few PSA 10s of these out there. 2,746 last I checked. Sounds like a lot, but Kobe Bryant is a huge international name. And for his you know, base rookie card, uh, that's very, very low. Only a 17% chance of getting a PSA 10 here. So are people sending more of these to PSA to get them graded? Well, well absolutely. I mean, why wouldn't you if the card is that, uh, you know, that sought after? But here's the problem, though, is... PSA cannot put these cards out there 
fast enough to meet the demand of people that are looking for them. So if you only got 17% chance of getting a PSA 10, there aren't that many that are being graded every single month. And you know how many people are looking for a Kobe Bryant PSA 10? A lot. So what happens to that price when that happens? Price shoots all the way up. I think the last sell I saw on this card making this video here was about $10,000. That's not too far off uh, from when I actually sold this card at like $2,000. I think that was in November of last year, so like three months ago. So that's just absolute insanity. The graded cards that we have already in the system are already out there. Those are going to be increasing in value on most cards, the 10s, the 9s. Because you just can't get anything back from PSA. And people want to be able to buy cards. They're not patient enough to wait until something comes out at a perfect price. So they're just going to buy what's available. And that's going to increase the pricing of all the current slabs out there. Assuming PSA cannot get caught up with the cards that they already have there. This also works the other way too. Let me give you another example. So the uh, Michael Jordan 1991 Hoops card number 579. PSA 10s at the making of this video were selling for about 500 bucks. Okay, this card was like 70 dollars just a few weeks ago. Now, don't get me wrong; it's a great card. I love the card. Any Dream Team card with Michael Jordan is just an absolute must to have in a collection, right? But not many people had this card graded prior to the Jordan craze of all the Last Dance and all that kind of stuff. And this card was readily available, fairly cheap. And a lot of people started buying this card and sent it off to PSA, whether they were doing a 20-day or 45-day. I doubt many people would do a 10-day on that. Um, so you're going to start to see a lot of these cards slowly trickle out of PSA. Last PSA 10 pop I looked at was 659 of these. I expect that number to jump well over 1,000. So in three to six months on this particular card, you can actually see probably a little bit of a pullback as more cards come out and maybe not necessarily uh, more cards than the actual demand of this particular card, thus uh, dropping the price there. So that's something to keep in mind on this particular card is to watch that PSA 10 population, population report as it increases because uh, I guarantee you there are probably a few thousand of those at PSA. So another thought that come, came up is could we see collectors switch from collecting and selling uh, graded cards to just doing ungraded cards. And I actually, when I uh, ran that Instagram poll, a couple people had messaged me and said, I don't even mess with graded cards anymore. The turnaround time is just too long. I'd rather take a little bit of money and, and sell those ungraded cards, get out of it, and not have to deal with the hassle of the graded cards. And, and that I, I totally understand. And it's actually a decent strategy. There is a, a good amount of money to be made on particular ungraded cards if you know what you're doing. One platform that I've talked about on this show quite some time here is if you want to get in the ungraded card market, one of the best platforms out there is ComC, which stands out for checkoutmycards.com. Here's what's great about ComC is if you have ungraded cards, you can ship them off to them. They will scan them and list them on their website and also eBay. And when something sells, they will ship it for you. And then they put that money in a credit on your account, okay? You can then take that credit to buy other cards on their platform, or you can get a credit for blowout cards to buy boxes and all that kind of stuff. But you can actually go ahead and buy ungraded, and they also sell graded cards in there as well. And buy it and say, you know what, that ungraded card right there is 50 bucks or so. I think it's going to be worth $100 in uh, another month or so. I'm going to go ahead and buy it and list it for $100. You can use your ComC credit for that. 
So you're never actually taking possession of that card and you're not actually having any money coming out of your pocket because you're using that Comp C credit of stuff that you've already sold in there from the ungraded cards that you've been sending them. So that's a great platform. It makes it super easy to sell ungraded cards. Trust me, I tried doing ungraded cards myself. It's way too much work. Don't do it. Let me repeat that. Don't do it. Send them off to ComC or another similar platform there. But again, there can be a lot of money made in ungraded cards. And again, you're you're not spending as much as you would on a graded card. And sometimes you can get in and out of it pretty quickly here. And again, you don't have to deal with the mess of uh, getting cards graded. So the question stop, pops up, you know, will people stop grading cards? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> okay, people are not going to stop grading cards. The profit margins are just too high. I've given the example before on the Jason Tatum 2017 uh, green prism I had. I bought that card ungraded for $100. I sold it as a PSA 10 for $3,700. I mean, that, come on, man. Come on. Like that, you're just not going to find that anywhere, right? So you're not going to make that as much of that profit margin doing ungraded cards. But if PSA can't get caught up, are you going to see a slowdown of people submitting cards to get graded? I think so. And, and I, just speaking from my personal experience, I've slowed down tremendously on sending stuff to PSA. They still have about a thousand of my cards. And here's my thought process behind it is if I'm going to buy ungraded cards to send to PSA, I better be getting some absolutely massive, huge returns on it because they're going to be sitting there for at a minimum six months, assuming I do a 10 day or, you know, over a year on 45 days. So money's just going to be sitting there. Okay. Is that a right allocation of resources? You're going to have to be someone, if you're going to choose to do that, that can actually sit on cards for that long. So you're going to have to have some financial resources in order to do that. Another strategy you may want to shift with, uh, with you know, grading as far as just going out and buying cards that are already graded and selling those, okay? I love that strategy, and that's what I've kind of shifted to, uh, you know, trying to find cards that are undervalued, that are going to be going up in value, and just buying just kind of your everyday kind of Mike Trouts and Michael Jordans and all those Kobe Bryants and kind of stuff, and people like that stuff. It doesn't have to be a PSA 10 rookie card, okay? It can be second, third, fourth, fifth year card. Buying those PSA 10s, doing your research on them, you think they're going to go up, buy those and just sell those. A, you get the card right away so you can sell it, so you can immediately turn a profit or you can immediately have it in your collection. Um, now, that's one thing that I think that we really undervalue with, or, or with grading is if you're a collector and you're trying to get a PSA 10 card, you're trying to get it submitted yourself and you're sending the same card three or four times to PSA or same type of card three or four times to PSA and you're not getting a PSA 10, you know, is that the right worth of time and resources for you to keep doing that? No, you might want to just go out and buy that card as a PSA 10 or whatever grade that you want to get it in and just save yourself the hassle and waiting for a long time uh, for PSA. Two more points on this topic of people will stop grading. Uh, Panini is coming out with new sets and new cards, it seems like, every single month. And the people are getting those graded, so that's slowing down Panini or slowing down uh, PSA. And the second thing, I think this is actually a big, big factor, is not just baseball, basketball, and football cards are being graded now. Now you've got Pokemon cards. You've got wrestling cards. You've got soccer cards, tennis cards now. There's just so much being thrown at PSA. Uh, you're going to see start seeing MMA cards now. I mean, it's just going to slow them down even more. 
So last topic on, on this particular uh, video here is what is the slowdown at PSA going to have on the effects on sealed boxes? Okay, so sealed wax. If you don't know what sealed wax is, you know, when you buy the box from Panini, whoever you buy from, it's got that seal around it there. Basically, it hasn't been opened. Yes, you can hold on to those and they will increase in value and you can sell them down the road. A lot of people use this strategy, especially on popular years and popular sets, like for example, Zion's rookie year, holding on to prison boxes and stuff like that. It's actually a very good investment strategy for the long term. Short term, it may not pay off tremendously, but long term, it is a great one. But again, if people turn away from PSA as far as submitting a bunch of cards to them, they're typically getting these by opening up boxes, right? Are we going to start to see more boxes hit the open market where people are just going to be, rather than opening up, well, I don't want to wait for PSA, I'll just sell it now. Is that going to drop the price down on certain sealed wax, maybe increasing the sealed wax on some other years? I don't know, but that's something to keep in mind the next time that you are looking at sealed wax. So what's my conclusion with this video here, I mean, are people going to stop grading with PSA? You know, again, no. The profit margins are very, very high. But if anything in this video has hopefully taught you here is to, the importance of diversifying your collection and learning how to pivot. Okay, diversifying. Hey, listen, we're going to maybe sell some uh, graded cards. We are going to, uh, you know, have some ungraded cards that we're going to sell. We're going to sell boxes, okay? Um, we're going to buy cards graded. There's a bunch of different things that you can do in the hobby to further your collection, or if you're gonna be selling them, further that as well. And that's why it's so important to learn about other aspects of this hobby. Don't know much about sealed boxes? Go learn about sealed boxes. Don't know anything about ungraded cards? Learn about ungraded cards. Very important to become more and more educated about the hobby, so if something does happen where PSA says, hey, we're not taking any more cards for a time being, not to say they would do that, but you can say, oh, crap, now I can pivot, you know, I can go over to and do sealed wax or I can do graded cards, whatever it is that you choose to do. But in my opinion, PSA is going to be slow for quite some time. This is not going to be a, a short term thing. The market is just too crazy right now. Way too many cards are being sent off to PSA. They cannot hire graders fast enough. So I think this is going to be the, the new normal for now, as people like to say in 2020 and 2021. So Hopefully you guys like this video. Hope you guys got some information uh, out of it that can help you with your collection or if you're into selling cards. Again, visit the website, powersportsmobility.com. Also give me a follow over there on Instagram, at Powers Autographs, and I will see you on the next episode.